Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Dodie. Hello. <laughs> So you're originally born in Epping, or how do you say it? Oh, I was actually born in Enfield, which is a oh. place in London, but we moved to Epping um, when I was about six. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's like right on the edge of London. I probably wouldn't say it was London, actually. It's <laughs> just a nice old town in England. You moved for your parents' job? I don't really know why we moved. I think we just wanted to change the scene. London's very busy, mm. and um, yeah, we wanted somewhere slightly outside. There's a dog. There's a dog. <laughs> hello, friend. Hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> I love that in LA you talk to people's dogs more than you oh, yeah. <laughs> people. True. You don't bother saying hi to them, you're like, hello dog. <laughs> <laughs> and your parents are originally from Epping as well, or where were they originally born? Honestly, I don't know. My dad's Scottish, my mum's mm. from London, definitely a, a North Londoner. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, super English. <laughs> well, British, because dad is Scottish, so yeah. somewhere in the UK. <laughs> what are their careers? I could not tell you my dad's career. Something mm-hmm. to do with finance. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, and my mom does a variety of things. She's currently working, I think, with the police, funnily enough. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, it's just like a fun office job. But um, yeah, she's a busy mom. Yeah. But <laughs> you say you got your creative side from her? Um, I definitely got like my feelings side from her. Mm. My mom is very like spiritual and likes to think about um, art a lot. Um, mm-hmm. My dad loves music. My dad oh. was the one who kind of brought me to music. Yeah, definitely. Um, what kind of music was he playing in the house when you were growing well, up? Well, <laughs> he actually, so he controlled my iPod um, in the early ages when everyone was listening to music. So that was a good and a bad thing because yeah. I wasn't very clued in on a lot of what my friends were listening to which didn't help me in popularity in like school. skipped all the Spice Girls yeah. <laughs> I mean I think I like secretly found that I think my mum maybe bought me stuff <laughs> and I was like listening to it but yeah he he gave me like his entire music library oh, but wow. I picked out my favourites so I picked out like CV Wonder Electric Light Orchestra The Beatles um, I like some Emerson Lake and Palmer yeah don't know just like little things from this vast music library mm-hmm. of like 70s, 80s, 60s stuff. And were you already like writing songs back then trying to make music or not yet? Um, I guess so in like my own way. I was a very dramatic child so I'd like, I had my own um, little camcorder when I was about like 11, 12, 13 um, and I'd just film myself singing, <laughs> pretending that I was in a music video and I'd like sing little phrases out windows but I don't think I had um, like a solid song until I was like maybe 11 or 12 mm. um, or like I wrote a chorus just to kind of like practice yeah and then my I guess um, my first like evidence of like a whole song is a song that is on my channel it's still there um, it was my first one on my main channel called Rain <laughs> it's called Rain <laughs> did you like school growing up yeah I loved it honestly oh, wow. like obviously I, you know, like, it just felt like it was going to go on forever and ever. Like, it would just stretch out in front of me. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it had its dull moments, but ultimately I was, like, a very happy child. So Mm -hmm. happy. And then, like, yeah, it's weird when 
it ends and suddenly you face the rest of your life and you're like oh. yeah that was pretty like a big changing point when you were 16 right yes yeah definitely or like i guess um i went to sixth form which is like two years um I guess it's kind of like you can either go to college or sixth form. I went to sixth form, which is for me it was more like school. So I stayed in my school until I was 18. Then when I was 18, I left school. I did not go to university because I, I don't know. I thought I was going to take a break, like a gap year, to just kind of see where things were going. Um, but it turned out to be more than that, and mm. I never went back to yeah. education. Well, not yet. Anyway, mm. who knows? I might return. Oh, my hair's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just keep brushing back. <laughs> what kind of advice do you have for people who are going through like parents divorcing or bad breakups what you were going through when you were sixteen? Oof. I mean I'm going through parents divorcing right now. Um mm. yeah, it's really strange. It's really strange to have the future change right in front of your eyes and like everything that you thought was true just completely fall yeah. away from you. That's really messing me up and I think will for a while has for a while um so i would just say kind of like take it like take whatever you can from it learn from it because it sounds really cheesy but life is change life is all of these things and i recently had something happen to me where something was going to change basically um i thought a friend was moving out or like my circumstances would change and i kind of built myself up towards it like I was planning my life around it and I was very nervous about it and like because change is something that really affects me and then there was a hint towards the fact that it might not happen and I realized that I did want it and like it felt like someone from the future going back in time and like almost halting the point where it could have changed Mm -hmm. which is what I want to do so much sometimes and I kind of felt like someone had done that and I went no I think I do need this change I do want it so that was really helpful to learn that Sometimes you'll be surprised at how ready you are for things to move on. Mm-hmm. And I found this really interesting that you said in a previous interview that you really just didn't want to grow up back then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I made a promise to myself when I was maybe seven, six or seven, I think we all do, of like, you will never grow up, you will never not be happy, life will be just as fun as it is right now forever. And mm-hmm. I promised my older self, and here I am, <laughs> I'm 24. And things are a little different to what I thought. Um, but, yeah, you just kind of learn. You learn as you grow that's not the case. And, I don't know, sometimes I'll get little seven-year-old moments, but mostly I'm very much 24. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you decided not to go to college, was that when you were working on your YouTube? Was that 2011? Yeah, uh, well, like 2013. Okay. Um, yes, because my school finished then. And yeah, like 2013, 2014, 2015, um, I was working a few jobs whilst also posting online, writing songs, making a lot of vlog content, which was an interesting time in my life. (laughs) And like, yeah, like doing a lot of brand deals. Um, There was a crisis in my family in like 2016, which meant that I wanted to kind of save everyone. So I earned... I tried to earn a lot more by doing like every brand deal I could and like mm-hmm. making a lot of videos and ironically I think that like boosted my career because I was working so hard to help mm. my family. Um, I love that. But yeah, very strange. Really weird when life does that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, where do you think you got that like business side of you from? Because how... God knows. How old are you? Like 18, 19? <laughs> like negotiating yeah. all these brand deals? That's super impressive. Honestly, God knows. I was absolutely terrified. I still remember getting my first one. And yeah, I just didn't know how to like, I still don't know how to email properly. I think I'm at the point now where um, 
like my team are very nice and know exactly how I am so I can just email them like and text them whatever I want but at the time when I was trying to negotiate it all on my own I did not know what I was doing <laughs> um, but yeah it's really weird to kind of be like people say that I'm driven and hardworking and I've done so well and I'm like this is all I don't know how I did this I didn't it wasn't planned nothing was planned I just mm -hmm. like rolled with the punches and did the best I could <laughs> were you still living with your parents during this time or did you already move out when you were doing all this um I was living with I was living at my home until I hit like yeah I guess as soon as I finished school I moved um to a place called Bath which was like across across the country um which was an interesting time. Mm -hmm. I think I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know because you might be the kind of person who will make new friends and thrive in a new environment, but I think it was maybe the worst thing I could have oh, done. Wow. Yeah, I moved in winter and I was very alone. I had a boyfriend who was not very nice to me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it did not do wonders for my mental health. Um, I learned a lot from it, but I would not do it again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then I moved back home, um, got a job in London, moved out as soon as I could, because at this time family stuff was getting a little tricky, and then it all kind of blew up um, in 2016, when I turned like 21, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, my family house got sold in 2017. And I think that's the main thing I talk about when I talk about change and things moving mm. on because that really affects me still. I miss it a lot. Mm. And was it, from the onset, were you always this vulnerable online or did you, was it something I had to break into? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I naturally shared myself and I think I was pretty happy up until like, yeah, 17, 18, when, when things started to creep in my life and my brain and then I couldn't figure out a way to keep up this happy persona because I was sharing so much good and then suddenly I wasn't feeling so good mm. and I was like I need to figure out a way to be honest with everyone um, and luckily I shared what I was actually feeling and it was well received at the time I think yeah. people appreciated the honesty now it's a little more difficult like in getting bigger and having more people listening it can be very scary to share yeah. your inner feelings because people aren't as kind when there's more of them I don't know why it makes them feel smaller and like their voices won't be heard so they just chuck out anything mean and it hurts it mm. still hurts so I think I'm a bit more guarded now. yeah do you think it's also the times change that back then people weren't really like writing those comments I, at the very beginning like people weren't really writing like hateful stuff I feel like yeah. now that I think back like YouTube 10 years ago or whatever yeah. it was I think like hate comments back then were like your t-shirt sucks or like you know oh yeah I don't like this and you can kind of like they, they kind of roll off at least for me personally mm -hmm. but nowadays like they're when targeted I mean, yeah when personal. I say a hate comment I mean like this more. long like yeah. going in depth about my life and picking me apart from the small amount that they've seen and thinking that they can and that they're allowed to do that mm -hmm. that is not fun yeah, yeah and it's made me really take a step back online yeah actually how do you deal with that because you want to be vulnerable and tell like your fans were going through but at the same time you're like hit with this like do you think you're gonna make like less videos or how are you gonna like get over the obstacle or um i think it's been really fun to kind of share what i can in my songwriting because mm. that's productive in my music career and also in learning how to share and be vulnerable but in a very safe way because i feel like i'm getting a lot out there but i'm not giving everyone the details that they need you know um, or that i feel like they need um 
but also yeah I guess like I haven't made too many chatty videos now I am a little scared it's weird because I miss it like I'm not I, like people keep saying in a lot of interviews they're like you used to be online you used to be on YouTube and I'm like I mean I still am like I make videos now and again but I guess I just haven't made that many recently because I haven't figured out a way to be there and like get that damage that will inevitably happen because the online world is the way that it is now yeah. and still be okay but yeah I'm working on it yeah when you first started to get into music um you said in previous interviews that it was hard for like producers to take you seriously yeah because of all the YouTube yeah uh -huh. but they realized that you were like super talented so yeah I mean luckily now I'm working with a lot of people who are really nice to me but yeah there were a few writing sessions that were very interesting um, yeah I think people I mean firstly like I dress like a child and I'm like a woman and a girl with like a squeaky voice and I used to play a ukulele people just used to like you know look away and be like I do not take you seriously at all and also the YouTube stuff like oh, yeah. youtube ukulele girl does not matter um but yeah now i think and that's what's so great about youtube as well like people will listen and like as well as the interesting comments online i cannot forget i have thousands hundreds and thousands of people who are just so nice mm. so nice and we're all part of this incredible community of people who hurt and like connect over music and feelings and art um and like yeah, it's been so nice to grow that and then show the world, like, hey, look, you thought I didn't matter, but look at what we've done. Yeah, I love that. And was there a specific turning point that you decided to, like, double down into music, like, music manager, separate from your, like, YouTube side? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, uh, like, yeah, the first video I posted on my channel was an original song. I used to post, like, original songs like weekly and then I'd do covers on my side channel and occasionally my main channel and then like because I started I was I was a fan of YouTube that's why I started and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more online and then yeah around 20, uh, 15, 16, 17 mark I think I was very much splitting like music and YouTuber as like a mm -hmm. career and like I wrote a book which I'm still very pleased I did because I got a lot of stuff I wanted to share out there in like a really nice way. Yeah, actually, um, um, with your book, like, what were the main inspirations, or who were you looking to that made you wanted to write this book? Um, I mean, no, like I, I saw a lot of. I, I would write a lot online. I had a friend called Shannon who would like share her feelings on mm. Instagram, and honestly, I, I copied that. <laughs> I apologize to her. I copied that, and that really inspired me. But it meant that I had a lot of paragraphs or like almost diary entries um, that were like feelings behind the songs that I was writing um, and it felt really good to put those in a, in a nice neat book form yeah. and almost like metaphorically close the <laughs> chapter of that part of my life which was a lot of struggling and mental health issues that I kind of felt like I came through the other side um, but yeah that was I felt like I was closing a chapter on like that part of my life but also like sharing so much in depth online and the whole like YouTube part and then I think from then on I took a step back and was like all right I think I want to mostly share in music now and occasionally talk online but with a nice boundary up. Mm -hmm. Actually do you have certain authors or types of books that you read? Um, I love short stories. Mm. I love short stories. Um, uh, the one I keep dipping back into is Tom Hanks has written a book called Uncommon Type. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. And like they all have um, 
they all contain a typewriter in the story. Oh. But mostly it's just so human, like the way he writes is so objective from the world. Mm -hmm. He um I can't really describe it. He's just you know how charming and yeah. like endearing he is? It's like his way of looking at all these characters. I think because he's an actor and he's had to explore and mm. like be so human and empathetic towards a multitude of people it makes him a really good writer and like is able to hop into so many minds and and hop into like what their outlook would be like it is gorgeous i really recommend it yeah, yeah anyone who can write like so objective and descriptive and human i love them mm -hmm. and did you realize that you had depression from a really young age or no not at all i, I was very happy up until about yeah like 17 18 when i was younger i had zero empathy for like mental health I oh. did not understand it at all like I was because I was so happy I was yeah. like I don't understand like let's cheer you up let's get you outside like yeah go to the playground have some cake um but yeah like it was quite shocking for me um when I, I realized I was feeling really dark all the time I think it was when I I went back to my house in Bath to clean it up because you had to clean it to get your deposit back. I was really poor. It was really dark. It was really cold. All my friends were gone. I'd just broken up with someone and I closed the door and just like cried in this empty house and realized that I was not okay. And I could barely remember any of the time I lived there because my mind was just so messed up. It didn't want to hold on to the memories. So mm. yeah, it was really weird to finally be like, oh, I think I have depression now. And that was weird to kind of have this new identity of someone who does struggle with mental health. But I've had a few years to to hold that meaning and yeah. uh, that um, definition of me. Yeah. And when did you meet Tessa Violet? I also interviewed her. She's awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah, like oh. last week or two weeks ago. Well, this is a great story. I met her in 2012. She does not remember this because I was a fan and I asked her for a picture, oh, yeah, which yeah. I cannot find. We cannot find it anywhere. And then I met her again in 2014, I think, and pretended I did not know who she was. And our friendship was built on lies and I told her I think only recently I was like did you know I I lied I did like when I first met you I definitely knew who you were she was like what <laughs> she's, she's very forgiving which yeah. is really nice of her actually but yeah she's awesome mm -hmm. and you said in previous interviews I used to be like a compulsive liar yes have I said that gosh <laughs> yes I, I used to be a compulsive liar I used to do it very easily I think that might have been the turning point of not doing that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I used to tell uh, little lies as a kid just so I could get attention because it was what I really craved. Mm. I used to say that I was allergic to bee stings. I was not. Uh, I used to, gosh, I don't even know, just like tell kids stories about things that just weren't true, like that my school started on Sundays, which it did not. I got caught out a few times and it shocked me to my core. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, it was only, yeah, growing up as a teen and realizing that you could be nice to people and they would give you more attention yeah. than lying. That was a nice thing to learn. <laughs> and how did you meet Lauren Aquilina? I also interviewed her. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's also so cool. Damn, you interview cool women. <laughs> um, uh, I don't really know, we were, she was kind of online as well, like posting mm -hmm. songs and things and I, I was a fan of Orla and then met her and we somehow became friends and then I think just like, yeah, growing up online and being in the music world, we naturally came together to talk, but yeah, massive fan of Lauren. Lauren, Tessa, Orla, great songwriters, amazing, mm -hmm. amazing people. And how did you meet your team now that you're working with? Um, well, 
a variety of people. Josh, my manager, who's walking right in front of us, um, <laughs> he's turned his head, um, like helped connect me with a few people. Also knowing Orla, Orla knew a guy called Pete, who's my bassist and also musical director. And we worked together a lot. He knew like a few people. Josh has a friend called Will, who owns an orchestra, which is very handy to have. Um, so my string players come from there. And uh, Josh uh, works with Ministry of Sound, like a record mm. label. So he luckily knew so many people like who I could have help with. Um, I said that so badly. He knew so many people that would help me kind of build the team that I want and do things like touring and hiring people and yeah. all that stuff that I had no idea about. <laughs> How did you meet Elle Mills? Oh, wow. This is where the tables turn, because <laughs> Elle was a fan of me. <laughs> yes, um, she was a big fan. Came up to me at a YouTube convention and said, Hi, it's so nice to meet you. I'm, I'm a big fan. I was like, oh, no worries, but she seemed really nice. And she tweeted me a photo after of her crying, which is really weird because she was very cool. And then we hung out a lot at that convention and became, like, best friends. And then Elle kind of went through a rough patch, and I really felt for her because I had also been going through yeah. a rough patch and was still in it so I, I wanted to kind of help and share my mental health knowledge um yeah mm-hmm. she's great yeah so a great woman do you just interview amazing women <laughs> <laughs> and when did you realize that you were bi or are bi <laughs> um uh, pretty late on honestly like it's so weird to me now because it's so obvious I think a lot of people um can relate to this but yeah I had like a lot of girl crushes growing up and um, was like sexually attracted to girls, but did not put two and two together because mm. where I was from, like you were sexualized if like women liked women, it was very you know yeah. it's pretty hot to men. Um, so I would like make out with girls at parties and kind of blame it on the fact that I was drag and like you know trying to impress everyone, but really it was so cool to kiss a girl and <laughs> like yeah, it got to like kind of half kiss a girl in drama and that was like acting class um, and then kind of like learned the labels separately from that I knew what being gay was but I didn't really put two and two together until like being part of the YouTube community and meeting so many other queer people and then kind of going oh oh these things match up and I think I am that when did your family find out or how did they find out um, well I wrote that song called She um, which is about liking a friend who was a girl put that out around 2000 oh god I don't know 14 I don't know Mm -hmm. Um, my dad was like interesting okay and I was like yeah and then um, my mum like my mum and I were very close anyway so we like we never really had like a conversation about it Mm -hmm. um, because she just knew well I think when I did when I was eventually like oh yeah you know I'm like kind of gay right she was like oh yeah I think me too probably and then we like talked about that <laughs> that's awesome and, like, attraction yeah so yeah it was a very very relaxed conversation my dad recently asked me he was like are you just gonna be with women now because like your past two relationships have been girls and I was like I don't know dad I think I think I'm so attracted to men he was like oh okay it really is a it really is a bi thing and I was like yes yes it is <laughs> thank you for your concern what's the inspiration behind human and guiltless Um, Human, I wrote a while ago. When I wrote it, um, I thought it was about 
falling in love with someone and connecting to someone very deeply. Um, I think deep down I knew that a lot of what I was writing was very kind of codependent words. Like, there's things about like, will, um, I don't know, like you'll keep me intact, like you will be the glue that sticks my broken body together. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking back now, I think I relate to it more as a, uh, a feeling of desperation mm. in love. Um, guiltless was about, um, I would say, I say this a lot, but like a complex relationship um, where someone's meant to look after you and be the person who you rely and lean on, um, but realizing that they too are a bit messed up and yeah. I think there's a lot of forgiveness in it, or maybe a lot of like acceptance. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you wrote or made? Ooh, I was inspired a lot earlier by like I don't really know a lot. There was a girl, a woman called Josie Vanders, who's now moved on. She's in a band called Oh Wonder, who are very cool. Oh. Yes. She had a solo project for a while, and then a different solo project whose lyrics I have tattooed in my arm. Oh, no She's way. very inspiring to me. Yeah, um, she's yeah. awesome. So I was inspired by her a lot. I guess I still am. I'm still a like, female singer-songwriter. Um, but I don't know. I guess I used to lot, listen to a lot of like ukuleles and kind of like Nora and the Whale kind of early stuff around that time. So it was very bedroomy. I could only really play um, my small uke and my piano. So, And I didn't have a team around me, and I didn't know how to add more instruments in so it was very small and quirky mm -hmm. um, and now I think growing up and um, having access to orchestras <laughs> and a band I think I write with them in mind and so I can add more parts and more mature parts and yeah I think I'm I try and be more vague with my words now I don't know if that's mm. true actually who knows um, <laughs> but I don't know, I think I still have a very similar essence as to what I did back then, but maybe the sound like sonically has changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what would you say are the inspirations for your music videos, like any particular movies or directors? Well, my friends are all filmmakers, so that makes it very easy mm -hmm. for us to work together. Honestly, we're really struggling with like a running theme. I think we're all so excited and we all have our own ideas, like when there's a song we all kind of like pile in ideas together, so it just comes out with like... Uh, it depends on what the song is like I guess um, the music video for Human was very much Ex Machina oh crap how do you say it Ex Machina yeah. Ex Machina inspired and maybe Black Mirror inspired um, and the last one which was us falling or me falling was like I don't know we kind of more like take shots from different things um, I don't know honestly we're still working on it <laughs> we're still working on like our running like solid thing to relate to when I talk about my music videos. Mm -hmm. What does love mean to you? Love? God knows, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you'll have a, your take on it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I, think, I think I love everyone and there's love mm. to be found in everyone. I think care... Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I think caring. I think caring for them and, and truly wanting the best for them and wanting them to mm. see the way that you could see them like in the best yeah. possible way it's a physical thing really like it's hard for me because I don't feel a lot but when I am with people who make me feel something as in like I don't get me wrong I feel a lot but like it's hard for me to kind of like access them and really connect mm. them because I feel so distant and spacey all the time but yeah when I'm with people who 
making me feel something physical in the purest sense of the word, <laughs> of the phrase. Um, I think I know I love something. Mm -hmm. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, making the most out of everything. Mm. I don't know if that's a lot of pressure to put on myself. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully um, empathy, I think, because I, I find my, I don't know, I, I think I judge myself quite a lot. I think I hope that no one else judges me as hard so I don't judge them at all because I think I'm the weirdest person I know. So. <laughs> yeah, empathy and understanding, I hope. Mm -hmm. This was so much fun, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, oh. great questions. Oh, this was you. so fun. Oh, yeah. It was like we got drunk and like had a deep <laughs> chat. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, bye.
certain sobering things in 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 the music industry that will kind of make you feel like I'm successful and there's ones that will make you feel like you're a king so mm -hmm. you just got to fake the rough with this move yeah we have I'd say we're successful yeah right? and, and like stupidly lucky to be able to do it dubstep took a dip and like our own country where, where it's from wouldn't play it on the radio you know it, it was getting no love so for for Josh to have kind of kept playing dubstep even in all of that climate mm. you, know, you, you know when you could have been playing house and other things you know and I'm not naming names I'm not chatting shit I'm just saying like there's a certain amount to be said for acts that don't you know stray too far from the path of the cause so like I always say the same band comes back to them every time but Iron Maiden have done the same record for like 35 years it's always the same branding it's the same type of tunes it's it's like that's why they're they're still relevant and they're still big today and still selling sh shows out because you know they've given their fan base exactly what they want so once you have a fan base which most of have it's really important to not alienate them or push them away and give them stuff that they they don't want or or, or are interested in you know, yeah. you, you know but at the same time is playing to like the people that make you a band you got to keep yourself happy and mm -hmm. fulfilled so it's it's a balance yeah I love balance. this. Yeah, thank you so much. No worries, no worries. <laughs> Bye.